down today. We're doing a sit down Sunday and I love that. It's perfect because man, lots has been going on. I know lots of my world has been going on and I just thought we'd have kind of a simple little reminder of things. And so uh, today's Boxing Day. Didn't know if you knew that, but box stuff up, give it away. It's Boxing Day. It's also the start of Kwanzaa. I didn't know that. So it's the seven days of Kwanzaa, seven principles of Kwanzaa starts today. But I thought it would be cool for us to just reflect on thankfulness. And part of that is just the fact that we just came through Advent. And that's all about these themes of hope and peace and joy and love. And, and as I think about that, I go, that should all be capstoned by the spirit of thankfulness. Because there is tons to be thankful about. And thankfulness is something that I find sometimes we have to just kind of fight for too but it's God's good grace to us in the midst of life. And so I'm going to go ahead and just pray for a moment here and then uh, just share a few things on thankfulness, some good reminders for us in the world of thankfulness and how we can all do that uh, as individuals and also do that together. So let's go ahead and pray together. Jesus, uh, we are thankful to you. You are so incredibly kind and good to us. And we desire to be thankful even when it's hard. And so I pray that today as we are just being uh, just kind of always refreshed, like, oh, that's right, you know, when, when things are good or things are bad, there is a place to be thankful. I, I, I pray that it will resonate with us. And I pray that we will be those people that choose to press in to that particular uh, gift, that discipline, that opportunity that we have, and from that, that it would shape our lives. And so, Jesus, I thank you for this church. I thank you for what you continue to do. Uh, I thank you for your faithfulness to all of us. And so, we give you praise this day in your good and perfect name. Amen. So this morning, I, I thought, man, I just wanted to look at four simple questions on thankfulness because I think it gives value to our lives, and I think God gives us this responsibility to thankfulness because it really does shape us. And, and so the first question I think about this morning is just simply, what are we thankful for? And, and in fact, what I want to do is just give us a moment to just sit in the silence with that question for you to just, in your mind and in your heart, just go like, yeah, what are the things that I can be thankful for today? Right? The family or friends or circumstances. What are those things? See, I think there's value and every once in a while doing that assessment question. Because I, I know for me, I can easily be a uh, negative or a pessimist, or I can see the problems, you know, and get my mind wrapped up in those things. But, but if I back out for just a minute and I soak in that question, what am I thankful for? Then I start to realize there's tons that I have to be thankful for. Obviously, I'm, I'm thankful for my wife and I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for our church. I mean, to be honest, I'm thankful that you all have stuck with us for the last two years, right? It's been a crazy ride. And I know even as a pastor, it, there's been like, how's this gonna end? What's it gonna look like? Who's here? Who's moved? What's, what's that all about? But, but, but I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for even just to, to see what I've seen in the last several months as far as the level of giving that our people have engaged in as a church. We, we started back in July, it was, 
with this matching fund opportunity of $750,000. And since July up until I think somewhere in last week, somewhere in the middle of the week, Reese told me there was just a little north of $60,000 left to be matched. And so it's amazing to think that just four and a half, five months ago, whatever it was, we had 750000 that could be matched, and that's been matched all the way up to at least 60000 And we're in the last week of the year, and usually there's a lot of giving that comes there. So I think that'll get surpassed. And so I'm like, wow, thank you for your generosity, your belief in this campaign. And so I'm thankful for that. But then I have things that are unique and, and kind of immediate and very close to home for me. Uh, one of the first things I am deeply thankful for is this slide right here. Uh, this is my grandson that was born yesterday morning, which is so cool. Thank you. Ezrin Blythe came into the world. And so, uh, yeah, he is a Jesus birthday, birthday boy. So very excited about that. That was wonderful. And then another thing about it that was so great is that my, my wife was... Uh, birthing coach and then my my daughter and her husband were all at the hospital and so I had the blessing of being uh, the one that hung out with my granddaughter and watched her the whole time and and can I tell you that was like the best Christmas I've ever had just me hanging out with my granddaughter in fact we got up early yesterday morning she woke up and so it was just she and I in the living room down by the tree and so this was just a little moment we had yesterday it's Appa and Pepper on Christmas morning. Christmas morning. And we're hanging out because Ezrin was born on Christmas morning. Yeah. And you just saw pictures of Ezrin for the first time, huh? Yeah, you saw Ezrin. And now you're hoping to be able to talk to Mama and Dada pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Is Christmas Day about Charlie Brown? <laughs> or is Christmas Day about Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Yes, it's about Jesus. Even a little one knows it's about Jesus, right? I just so for me, just thankful, a really great day. And 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 I bring that up too because it's not as though life is always like a Christmas morning with a newborn grandson and hanging out with your granddaughter and everything being blissful, I get that life sometimes can be really painful and really hard. In fact, even the juxtaposition as Trent was sharing, their family has gone through some real deep pain even in the last couple of days. And then my family's gone through a lot of joy in the last couple of days. And I have no doubt for many of us, life is a mixed bag like that. Right? One day it can be great, the next day it can be terrible and you're, you're just fighting for air. And, and I think that's why then the question of what are you thankful for, why it's so important to us. To again like soak in the question because I think in life I found painfully at times that, that uh, I'm supposed to ooze joy but I don't always ooze joy. Right? And it's because of what I said earlier that I can get planted in the problems more than I can see maybe the blessings. And so in that, I'm reminded that what our mission is in life, what we have to ha kind of do and, and, and struggle through sometimes is to fight literally to be thankful, no matter what. When it's good times, it's easy, but when it's tough times, we really need to press into that. In fact, it reminds me of a psalm it's in Psalm 69. It's a simple little 
uh, just nugget to kind of live by here where the psalmist says in verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. I love this because it's just so simple, it's tight, it's resolved. But what I also love about it is that it finds its life in a context in this particular psalm. And the psalmist starts off that song, because that's what a psalm is. It's literally a song. And it starts in verse 1 of that same chapter in Psalm 69. He says, Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I cannot find a foothold. I am in deep water, and the floods, they overwhelm me. I'm exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. He goes in later into verse 29. He says, I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me on high. And then in that he says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. See, I think this is helpful because sometimes we read that, that, that verse 30 and it's like we're stitching it on a pillow. It's so sweet, it's quaint, it's nice, it's adorable. It's so heartwarming, but it's cried out in the middle of life when it's suffering and when it's pain. It wants to fight to see the beauty even in the ugly. It wants to counteract the heartbreak with this sense of striving for thankfulness. In fact, one of the things I love to say is that why we want to be thankful in essence if you're a rebel and you have a rebel heart you should want to be thankful because thankfulness is rebellion in a broken world right it just says i refuse to be beaten by the problems of life now in this i want to be clear this doesn't mean that we don't have to or we're not allowed to be frustrated or angry or discouraged or brokenhearted i don't i don't want to trivialize this and be like hey we're all just supposed to be all happy all the time and thankful and we never act as though there isn't pain no there is real pain, but thankfulness is the medicine to deal with the pain. Thankfulness is the way we confront the pain and in the middle of that say, no, I'm not going to let the pain sink me and absorb my life. I'm going to refuse to let that happen. I'm going to strive for something more. I, 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 I'm going to let what God has done for me be more touted than the things that life has done against me. And so this is why we all, every day, as much as possible, want to do that inventory of, what am I thankful for? So that's the first question we want to wrestle with. The second is, when should we be thankful? And I bring this up because I, I think there's a tendency we have sometimes as people, and, and it's, we think that thankfulness is a reaction, right? Right? Like when I have an event happen in my life and it brings this welling up of emotion that brings me joy and thankfulness, that's what I'm thankful. When I read the Bible, I learn that that's not the way God sees it. Now, it's totally cool if that happens, right? So at 3.37 a.m. when I find out that my grandson has been born, there's just emotions that are automatic. I don't have to turn it on. There's no free will in those emotions that say, okay, time to be thankful now. It just happens, right? That's normal, but, but when I read the Bible, I actually see what it tells us so often is it says you need to be proactive with thankfulness. You need to engage in the obedient act of doing this thing. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it says give thanks for everything to God, right? 
in the name of that Father and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love this because it's just flat out, this is what we need to do. Give thanks in everything. And this is so good because it's saying, give thanks when you're happy. Automatically, that's going to be there. But also give thanks when you're sad. Give thanks when things are going great and give thanks when things are falling apart. Because God can do something in all of those different things. When life isn't going as we planned or the way that we had hoped or the things that we dreamed up, you have to look at that and say, you know, but maybe God has a better plan in these things. In fact, one of my favorite all-time kids' books, I try to bring this out every couple of years because kids' books are like good theology. They teach you really profound lessons in simple ways. And the one that really sticks out for me always is that's good, that's bad, right? Just one of the all-time favorites for me personally. And I love it. I'm gonna read it to you right now because it just reminds me of how this is why we want to fight to be thankful and we want to do it proactively in good and bad things because you never know how your story is going to unfold and something that seems really tragic now could be something that leads to triumph later and so that's good that's bad says one day a little boy went to the zoo with his mother and father and they bought him a shiny red balloon It lifted him high up into the sky. Oh, that's good. Not for mom and dad, but for the little boy, it's good. No, that's bad. Says the balloon drifted for miles and miles until it came to a hot, steamy jungle and broke on the branch of a tall, prickly tree. Oh, that's bad. No, that could be good. The little boy fell into a muddy river. And he climbed up onto a roly-holy hippopotamus and he rode to shore. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. Ten noisy baboons were squabbling in the grass by the river. They chased the little boy up a tree until he was out of breath. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. I think you know the trend at this point. The uh, the baboons wanted to play vine swinging with the little boy. What fun it was. The little boy grabbed a vine and he swung out of their reach. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. The vine was a big scary snake that wiggled and jiggled and hissed. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. The little boy lost his grip and landed on the back of a giraffe. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. The giraffe leaned over to get a drink of some swampy water, and the little boy slid down its neck and fell into some quicksand next to an elephant and went slop. Oh, that's bad. Nope, that's good. The elephant grabbed the little boy with its trunk and lifted him up, up, up onto his shoulders, and he whooshed away. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. The elephant thumped bumpily along the grassy plain where it stopped to feed. The little boy climbed down its trunk and woke up a daddy lion snoring in the grass. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. When the lion saw the little boy, it purred and licked the little boy's face. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. The little boy got all wet and sticky and ran deep into the jungle and it was as dark as night and the little boy was afraid and he sat down and he started to cry. Oh, that's bad. Nope, it's good. His tears made such a big puddle that a stork came along to have a drink and it picked up the little boy with its beak and wished him away. Oh, that's good. 
no, that's bad. The stork flew the little boy across the dark, windy sky, and the little boy thought he would never see his parents again, and he began to sob. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. The stork knew where it was going, and it took the little boy back to the zoo and dropped him in his parents' arms, and his mother and father were so happy to see him, they gave him a big hug and a big kiss. Oh, that's good. No, that's great. See, every time I uh, am blue in life, I'm discouraged by something, I think this is just the worst it could be or the worst it's going to get. That's good, that's bad. Rings in my head, right? And I think we have to remember that when it comes to this idea of choosing then to be thankful in all the circumstances of life. Because again, there could be something that is so difficult and painful and you just wish it would go away. And then you find like six months later or a year later or five years later, whatever, if it wasn't for that thing, if it wasn't for that struggle, that challenge, that pain, you wouldn't be the person you are. The circumstances wouldn't be what they are if it wasn't for that. And so in all things, you want to give thanks. Now the third question is, why should you be thankful? Right? Why? I think there's two reasons here. One is because God tells you to be. And in that, because he knows there's a lot of things he's built into your life to be thankful for. This is why Psalm 106 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his faithful love endures forever. Right? So he says, just just you want to do it, because there's something in there that just God is worthy of our appreciation toward him. But I think the other reason is because God loves us so much, he knows that when we choose to be thankful... It does make our life better. In Philippians chapter 4, I use this verse all the time around here because I love it so much, but it starts in verse 4. He says, Always be joyful in the Lord. Yes, again I say rejoice. Uh, And he says, Let everyone see that you are considerate of all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon, so don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. And, and, And that last part is so good because of what he says next. He says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So notice the connection there. It's like he's saying, if you do this with thankfulness, then you experience a soothing of the soul. There's something in there that, again, when we choose the proactive desire or that proactive uh, command to do this thing, He's like, man, that's going to alleviate your burdens. That's going to do something in your heart that other things could not accomplish. And so from that, number four, how can we be thankful? Well, the way we can be thankful is by choosing it every day. Just trying to choose it every day to have resolve, to have resilience, to have, even as I said earlier, that rebellious resistance that says, no, I'm not going to let life rob me of thankfulness. I'm going to fight for it, regardless of the conditions or the situation or the problems. I'm going to make sure I fight for this thing. In fact, seven times in the Psalms, you see that resolve, I will give thanks. And most of the time, it's when life is falling apart. It isn't when life is good. It's when life is hard and tragic and painful. But if we're honest with ourselves, and we take a step back, we know that there's much to be thankful for, right? 
if we just kind of lower or throttle our expectations and we take inventory of all the things that are in our lives and we count our blessings more than we count our hardship or our burdens or complaints or our frustrations or our disappointments, which is all easy to do. But if we say, hey, I am disappointed, I am frustrated, but I'm going to count my blessings, then there is reason to be thankful. In fact, even this morning, what I love about today, something you may not have noticed uh, we did as a church, is uh, during the season of Advent, we didn't take communion in our normal cycle. So normally we take communion on the first Sunday of every month, and, and we said, you know what? Communion is about remembering and being thankful for the cross of Christ, but Advent is about the coming of Christ. And so we purposefully decided to not do communion until this Sunday today, because that seemed to make the most sense, right? It's like, um, we're remembering how Jesus came to the world for this whole season, but then communion remembers how he gave himself at the end of his life for our lives, and that should give us great reason to be thankful. And so when you came in this morning, you should have received um, one of our little communion uh, packs here. If you did not, uh, you can just put up your hand and we'll make sure we get one to you. Um, but we're going to take communion as a church this morning in great thankfulness for what God has done, right? Uh, because he has truly done great things. And in that, we realize that for some of you right now, here in the room or certainly watching online, that there may be great cause for celebration for you today. And there's others of you who you're looking at this next week and there's some hard things coming your way or you're looking at what the last month has been and maybe there's been some hard things in there and it's a day where you say, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to do that fight thing, Matt. I'm going to have to fight for this thankfulness deal that you're talking about. Um, and in that, maybe as you're preparing for communion, it can start by saying, God, thank you that you are my hope. Thank you that you are my source of, of, of true uh, long-suffering and uh, patience and determination in life. And thank you that no matter what, you're writing my story and everything teaches in that story so that I can become what you have made me to be, right? Whether it be through suffering or through, you know, some kind of adversity or it's through good times, whatever it is. Man, we have reason to be thankful knowing that he's going to use it, right? That's bad, that's good, but it's all ultimately for our good. I think about that even on the night that Jesus is with his disciples. He's at the table and takes a loaf of bread and he breaks it and he passes it out and it says he gives thanks there when he breaks the bread and passes it out. And I just think, how interesting. Like, he knows what awaits him. He knows that these guys are all going to ditch him, and one's going to betray him, and, and, and he's going to suffer this tremendous rejection and anguish, and yet he gives thanks. I think that stands as an example or a model to us of why it's not just conditions alone that should drive our sense of thanksgiving. But it's who God is and what God is doing in us and in the world that that should drive our thanksgiving. And so again, it says, on the night he was betrayed, he broke bread, gave thanks, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So at the end of the meal... There he is, and he is thinking about what this cup will represent. It is a cup that forges a new covenant, but it's a covenant 
provided by sacrifice and rejection and suffering and taking the sins of humanity upon himself and in exchange giving his love and righteousness to us. It's such a rich cost, one in which we are deeply thankful for. And so he says, this is the new covenant in my blood. Drink this as often as you do in remembrance of me. Jesus, we are in many ways unworthy of such a rich gift. And yet you valued us and sought us and desired us so deeply. You happily for the joy set before you, it says, took the cross on our behalf. We thank, we thank you that you, you saw things in us that we sometimes don't see in ourselves or in one another. And you said it will, it'll be the ultimate cost, but it's worth it. We thank you for your care, for your investment, for your love, for your sacrifice, and for your grace. We praise you this day, and we give all the thanks to you in your name. Amen.